Hello and welcome to Highlander Newsroom, a program that discusses articles and issues covered in the Highlander newspaper at UC Riverside. My name is Fatima Shalabi and I'm the managing editor at the Highlander and your host for today. I'm joined by Abhijit Rege, the news editor, Amare Alvarez, the assistant news editor, Ashley Chen, the features editor, and Sina Omar, the assistant features editor. This is actually our first episode for the quarter that is covering the second issue, issue of the quarter, which is really exciting. Um, we have a few interesting topics lined up for discussion today, so let's go ahead and get started. First up in this newspaper issue is an article actually written by Abi, where he talks about the new freshman application record set by UCR for the anticipated fall quarter of 2022. What do you all think, what do you all think this means in contrast to the lower number of applications significantly um, since 2020 due to, due to the COVID pandemic? Abi? Yeah, I mean, definitely for that whole part about uh, applications increasing, it's kind of crazy to think about uh, how much the COVID-19 pandemic just kind of impacted, you know, people going to community college, people trying to transfer which is really, really interesting to think about. But I'm really glad to see that freshman applications have been going up. It means that more people are applying. We're going to have more, hopefully, you know, brighter, better people at this campus who can do a lot more. And yeah, what do you guys think? Like, it's pretty insane to think about how many people are going to apply and how many people are going to get in, right? I mean, UCR is becoming more and more selective. Yeah, like um, one of my friends that I work with, because I used to be a barista and I was, I went, I went back over spring break and um she told me about it because she was a senior as well she was like yeah like i got rejected from ucr i was really surprised i was like really and she was like yeah like ucr and sdsu and slow were the only ones i applied to and i got rejected to all of them oh wow yeah and i was like like, i'm so sorry she was like it just sucks because like um she's gonna be going through a cc and like she said like for her year once they like finish their cc classes like that entire year they're gonna they're all gonna be like you know, applying again, and the same amount of applications are going to be, like, that amount, so, like, what are you going to do, like, maybe, like, reject them again, mm-hmm. you know, so, it's like, it's really hard on that class, I feel like. Yeah, I definitely think um, UCR is becoming a lot more competitive than it once was, um, and it kind of just shows in the number of applicants that UCR has received, and I think it's especially important, like, considering the COVID pandemic, I think a lot, like, the numbers dropped in applications just because, Everything was remote and people, honestly, I think it was more so also an emotional sort of effect um, and people just not being motivated to actually go to uh, college uh, during that year just because everything was so intense. I think it's like it goes to show just how taking away that test too, I think it has a lot to do with all the schools who went test optional and all the UCs and all the Ivies, literally none of them required any of the students to take the SAT. So it just, it opened up the whole college application form to a whole new area of people like kids who didn't do well on tests they didn't uh they couldn't afford to take the SAT it's an expensive exam like it opened up this whole it opened up college admissions to a whole new demographic and I keep seeing all these TikToks like I honestly I feel bad for all these upcoming classes like they're like opening up their acceptance letters and I remember like because I'm a freshman like this was me last year thinking back like getting into schools getting rejected like it's it's not fun it's not fun to get rejected from like your dream schools but like when you get rejected from like a safety school Mm-hmm. that's it's mm-hmm. it's it's painful yeah i keep seeing all these tiktoks of kids who are like wow i got rejected from uc merced and yeah. i mean it i think it's good for the school that people want to come here and we're kind of one of the lower i guess tier scene ucs and also we're newer so mm-hmm. that's also kind of why um i think more people wanting to come here is showing like we're kind of proving ourselves like we do have good professors we have good research um we've been like topping lists for like best schools and um, I know we're the most diverse, so that's also like a huge thing for students. Um, it is sad though because it makes it more competitive. And I know like with the Berkeley having to um, 
reduce their admissions this year, like people were even more nervous. Um, and then I know California too, like we're supposed to focus on um, admitting like Californian students to our UCs and Cal States, but a lot of international students also apply and out of state. So like that also makes it more challenging. Yeah. So I guess sort of like a thing, because we've kind of shifted into rejection letters and basically people getting rejected from um, colleges that they were hoping to attend. So what sort of advice would you give to freshmen as they're trying to find out which college um, they want to go to and sort of deciding between the colleges that may have accepted them or those that have rejected them? A lot of things with, I think, college application is a lot of people focus on prestige. Like if the school, if your mom doesn't recognize the name of the school, then you can't go here. It's mm-hmm. like this whole type of deal where if this isn't like the best school ever, if you're not going to Harvard, you shouldn't go to this school. And when you're picking your like UCR is such an underrated school. I'm just going to put it out there. Like mm-hmm. people talk a lot of like a lot of they say a lot of bad things about UCR and they say like oh it's like the safety you see it's the one you go to when you don't get into any other ones but like a lot of the schools that you get into that are like not as good or like you don't see them in like a amazing light compared to like those ivies that you got rejected from or like those like your dream school that you didn't get into if you look into those programs and like you look at the stuff that's being offered you might find out that that school is a much better fit for you than any of the other ones like it's just it's about looking at what you've been given and you can't do anything about not getting into your dream college like it's it's at that point you have to look at the ones you did get into and maybe there is a a shining star in that pile and i don't think there's anything bad with like going to community college if you don't get in or you just decide to take another route because community college is a lot cheaper it helps you save money um i know now most californian students will get the first two years free and you can even apply to transfer after your first year of community college. People wait until they get their AA, but you can only do one year there and still do three years at a school you want to, a four-year school. So I think there's different paths, and it's just more competitive, so you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, I think community college is definitely definitely a really good option. A lot of my siblings actually went to community college, um, and it worked really out really well for them. And I think the fact that community college provides you with this sort of flexibility to like focus on family or focus on you know working while you're getting a degree, a degree or a certificate or um, as you're looking to sort of transfer into a different college, I think that says so much about community colleges and sort of their importance in in California and the nation as a whole. Yeah, I think like that like um a lot of people they have this like idea where like oh if I don't go to a good school I'm not gonna be able to get like a good job and everything. But I feel like a lot of like employers now like they look at like where you end, not where you start, you know? So like, I don't think the school should define you or anything, like just don't worry. <laughs> like you'll be where you need to be in the end of the day. Yeah, I think just, that's- Just like work hard. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important note. Mm-hmm. And then sort of going into a different section of the issue, um, one of our staff writers, Elias Amarez Herrera, wrote a think piece um, for our radar section where he discusses the situation that transpired in the Oscars event recently between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Um, after Rock made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, perhaps the statement that best encapsulates Elias' argument is where he says, if a person with a disability of any kind is in attendance at any event, they should not be burdened with concern that their condition will be mocked for the entertainment of others. What were your thoughts and reactions regarding the incident? As a girl, like, even generally, I feel like, yeah, comedy is like, you know, like, trying to make people laugh and stuff but it goes to like a certain point like I, I feel like you shouldn't bring in like the topic of like mental health or just anything like it's like touchy you know so yeah that is something that women usually are like the punchline 
Um, so I think it was wrong to comment on her medical condition and just like her appearance in general because you really shouldn't comment or make fun of stuff that people like can't change and this is something she's going through and she's like been open about. Um, I think the way Will Smith handled it could have been better. I think slapping him on TV mm -hmm. and then kind of yelling at him was a lot but um, I know he's like apologized now. He stepped out of the down from the academy so he can't attend anymore but I think it was wrong in general. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think the whole situation just escalated way too fast, and that, it definitely could have been handled better. I, I definitely do understand that Chris Rock, in some for, way or form, kind of deserved to at least have some backlash, but I definitely think using, like, you know, words and more social reaction would have been much more effective than just going up and smacking him, because that uh, doing that on live television, especially someone who's, like, as, you know, powerful and well-respected as Will Smith, you know, being such a uh, not just uh, a famous actor, but also someone who really like prided himself on being like a positive image for a lot of people to to go up and do that and kind of just like debase himself a little bit. I I understand it was it was defending you know the honor of his wife and it, and, and 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 as a dude, I can totally understand kind of going that route because a lot of people can feel that aggression for someone they really care about. But doing that on live television and handling it in that manner rather than using your words, honestly, if he just would have said keep your wife's name out of my blah 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 mouth. That would have been, I think, just as effective as not just going up and smacking him first, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like Chris Rock definitely, it was one joke, you know, give him one strike. If he escalated it more, then, okay. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I think it was not cool at all that he made fun of her like that, especially in front of a large audience, especially because she does have a disability, and I think kind of poking fun at that is really messed up. Um, I definitely agree, though, that Will Smith should have handled it differently. I think if he had handled it at least verbally and maybe said something along the lines of like that's not cool or that's not funny mm -hmm. i think he would have held his sort of credibility as like one of the top actors um in hollywood and just the fact that it happened on live tv just in front of so many people um i think that just that's what raised so much criticism and concern um but yeah i think that a lot so i agree with everything you guys have all just said and a lot of the times when i see like people have been talking about it on tiktok they keep mentioning how Will Smith shouldn't have punched Chris Rock because his wife slept with somebody else. Like, <laughs> people keep saying that because Will Smith's oh God, wife, yeah. they're in like an open relationship. I don't know what's going on in their life. But like, who cares? Why are people getting mad at some guy for defending his wife? Yeah. Because something happened in their relationship. In Like, why, why do people care so much? And honestly, the Oscars were so boring. I didn't watch it. But, like, what else would you have been talking about? If Will Smith didn't punch Chris Rock in the face, like, what else would you have been talking about? Because I can't think of a single thing besides that that made that night memorable. Like, you don't remember anything. All the outfits were terrible. There was no nothing happened. All the movies that won, nobody's ever seen them before. Mm -hmm. The the Oscar, like, nothing nothing of substance happened except for that. That's That's literally all I can recall from... The Oscars. Will Smith punching Chris Rock in the face was the most memorable thing of the mm -hmm. whole night. I saw like the last 30 minutes only because I was just busy and I forgot it was on. But I put it on and at the very end he did get I think actor of the year, Will mm -hmm. Smith. And he gave a really like powerful speech because it was for um, his movie King Richard which is about the lives of Serena and Venus Williams. And he's like their father and their coach. And I haven't seen it but I heard like good things about it. And so he won, right? And I, his speech was very like emotional and he was crying and he was like, I'm sorry for what I did. And I was confused because I just saw the last 30 minutes. So after that is when everyone started posting like, guess what? He slapped Chris Rock. So just seeing that, um, I, I didn't know what to go off of. 
Yeah, I do want to give like Will Smith some, and not sort of like credit. I can't really think of the word for it, but I do like understand empathy. His, I guess. Yeah, empathy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I understand where he's coming from, and I think just the fact that it was in front of such a large audience. I mean, globally, um, I think that's what sort of intensified the, the the situation for him, and I think that's why he reacted the way that he did. I would also like to touch on how. He, he stepped down from the Academy. Uh, that mm-hmm. bothers me so much. The Oscars have given so many like awards to such horrible people. Like the <laughs> list of rapists that they have given and awards to. And they're being racist. Racist, yeah. rapist, <laughs> like misogynistic. The list is endless. It's such a long list. Like most of them are dead now, but like most of the, like a lot of the people who get, who've gotten awards are completely horrible. And the fact that Will Smith step like people wanted him to step down from the academy and give up his rights to go to another award show and give up his award they wanted him them to take away his oscar because he was defending his wife like okay whatever he slapped some guy in the face like there's i'm I, I heard there was like some other drama that had to do with like will smith and like chris rock was like a problematic comedian I'm, i don't want to talk about that because i don't really like know much to go off of but I think just like the fact that they he stepped down from the academy really bugs me the wrong way, and I don't want to like politicize it, but it's definitely because he's a black man. It, that's the reason. Step down, if anything. Yeah, if if someone's gonna step down, both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, why is why mm-hmm. is one person getting punished for? Like, I think mean, like also like if like my like let's say like my dad was like Will Smith stuff, like he would have done the same thing too. Like it's your loved one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, moving on to a different section of our newspaper, Alexandria Lackman, one of our contributing writers, wrote an article on long-distance relationships for our feature section. She gives some emotional encouragement and also talks about tips to make these relationships work. Though she spoke specifically about romantic relationships, some of her tips can definitely still apply to long-distance friendships. What were your thoughts on her article, Sina? Long-distance relationships are so hard. (laughs) They are. They are. Like, not even just, like, romantic relationships, but, like, friendships. Like, just sustaining close relationships is hard. Like, when you don't consciously see somebody every day and you have to put effort into always seeing them, it's hard. And when you have to put some sort of effort into seeing, like, your significant other all the time, going out of your way to call them, like, you don't just, like, run into them. There's no interaction between the two of you unless you, like, plan it. You might be in a different time zone. Like, of course you're going to have some trouble with that so I think that anybody who is struggling to keep up with their long-distance relationships friendships family they should read this article because it, it is very insightful yeah and I can barely keep up with like my long-distance like friendship like I have a best friend that goes to like USC I barely talk to her like maybe like once a week <laughs> so it's, it's like really hard in general just like keeping up the communication yeah I definitely like I feel that also because I have I have so many family and friends that are like either out of state or they live live up north, um, kind of just all spread out. And I think something that kind of like as like cliche as it might be, like social media really helps us keep like connections with everyone. Because I mean, I kind of like often think about how it might have been before social media. And I was just thinking that it must have been a lot more difficult to sort of keep these relationships more intact just because we, we see our friends post, we post as well. Um, we all have that sort of continued sort of awareness and connection within each other's lives, and we kind of know what's going on within each other's lives. And I think that really helps a lot. Yeah, I'm in a long-distance relationship. Um, my boyfriend, he lives in the Bay Area, and this article does have good tips. It says, like, you can plan, like, FaceTime movie dates, or you... 
I can't remember the others, but I remembered that one. Um, but I think that using like cell phone, modern day technology, it is easy to stay connected. Um, we can text, we can talk on the phone. Um, we're also like on social media, we send each other like memes. Um, I, care package was one of the other um, things that was brought up in the article. And we do like send each other stuff. Like we give each other little gifts. Um, we try to meet like once a month. So it's not too bad, but I think the article can help with people who are struggling to um, meet with their significant other or their friends. No, honestly, I wish I knew these things three years ago. That would be really helpful. <laughs> but honestly, like maintaining a long distance relationship is really hard because relationships are all about communication and companionship. And, you know, distance can make that really difficult for a lot of people and even with friendships, too. I mean, yeah, like some of my best friends go to Berkeley. We don't talk until like the breaks because we're all so busy and everything is just, you know, Sometimes communication is tough, but, you know, keeping, you know, I mean, Zoom movie night, underrated. Do those kind of things that are just simple, sweet, you know, doesn't take too much time out of your day and still keeps your, you know, in touch. All those things. Yeah. I definitely think, because yeah. um, I, I don't know if they really existed before. That's what I'm saying. COVID, yeah. like watch parties. I don't Did they, yeah. like... Yeah, I definitely think COVID, just like everybody was but, so distant from each other already just because we had to stay at home that like mm-hmm. we kind of adapted to like long distance just anything you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah so like we learned more like how to use technology to be like more connected with each other we you know figured out ways like that and i guess in a way we all kind of had a long distance relationship with each other just because you couldn't leave your house mm-hmm. yeah but yeah the watch parties are like one of my favorite new things now like Honestly. even when some of my fat like my mom had covid we were doing watch parties like she was up, like, upstairs in her room and we were downstairs all watching tv so like we we're on FaceTime with her because, I mean, we use this Disney Plus for a couple stuff and it's not like we can talk to each other um, while we're watching. But, yeah, so we were FaceTiming and then watching um, just random movies. And it, it's really nice. It kind of help, that helps a lot as well. All right. So that's all for our newsroom episode today. If you'd like to learn more about the topics covered today, read the articles on our website, highlandernews.org, and catch us on Instagram at the Highlander UCR. Thank you for listening in and we'll catch you next week. Bye.